Yeah, but unless we're all correct, I feel like yeah, do a lot of work for nothing. I mean, I also produce a podcast that eight people listen to, so like, <laughs> you know. <laughs> Hello and welcome to episode 28 of the SSFL podcast. Uh, I'm here with all the usual suspects. Uh, Eric, how's your annoyed hot chocolate doing? Uh, it's good. I thought it was going to be a good night. It started off good. And then the refs, man. That's all I can say. Oh, boo-hoo. The refs. Tony, putting together a little bit of a run here. I mean, yeah. I mean, anyone who has been following the league just knew this was about to happen and all I gotta say is I warned you guys what was about to happen to Kyle this week, and I hope you averted your eyes accordingly. Kevin, please change the subject to anything but. Uh, I mean, I'm a little surprised, but I'm happy. I'm also just happy to be here. Um, yeah, positive messages. Yeah, back in the PMA after just the doomerest of doomer weeks. PMA. Positive mental attitude. Yeah, I don't know if I'd go that far, but I feel better than I did last week, so that's good. Whatever voodoo you uh, cooked it up worked. worked. It worked. I don't know what happened, but it definitely worked. <laughs> is that is that a Cooper Cup doll with needles in it you got on your desk there, Kevin? What's no, it's going not. On? I wouldn't do that. <laughs> yeah, you would. <laughs> doesn't have needles in it, just the ankle's a little tweaked. <laughs> Didn't have to. Is there anything else we want to look back at week 10? I'm, uh, I'm about ready to move on. <laughs> Why is that, Brendan? Just, you know, we got trap game that happens to the best of us, much like um, your Philadelphia Eagles. Sometimes you um, just get lazy. Stick it in the wrong hole? Yep. Jerry's glory hole. Sometimes the the hole bites back. You got Gerald's glory hole. It's slightly different. Oh, should have taken the left turn. (laughs) So, I mean... Yeah, ultimately, it doesn't really matter. It's a little annoying. Um, I think that eight wins is the magic number for being a lock for playoffs. So it's kind of annoying. And obviously, Eric winning matters literally nothing for himself. I guess Bronley seeding is like not nothing, actually. Kind of nothing, considering we, you know, choose matchups in there. So unless I get into like the top three of Prodley seeds, uh, it's unlikely to matter. But, yeah, and all of those teams suck. So it would be an honor to face any of them when it matters. Brennan, <laughs> I think you're downplaying. This matters for. There's two teams that get a buy, and you're in good position to to move into first. Um, and now there's a bunch of teams at six wins or tied at seven wins in Kevin's case. So, yeah, I think it does matter. I think that's the most interesting thing from like a league perspective is I want to see Kyle get the number one seed because that's the most entertaining. And I would love to see Kyle have to choose his matchup in the semifinals. And I would pay then... Kyle to choose me. It <laughs> <laughs> is no way if he ever hears that, that he can't choose you if he gets the chance now. Like, that's ridiculous. <laughs> I know he listens. Shout outs to Kyle. Oh, pick me. Um, but then if there ended up being a tiebreaker weekend matchup between Brennan and Kevin for the other bye week, like essentially that's a playoff game right there, which would be really fun too. Yeah, you, you definitely matter. It doesn't not matter. It's just like, it's just annoying. Oh, so I'm wondering, football. Brendan, uh, 
you mentioned a number of times last year when we were first bringing up the idea of the pick your opponent thing in the playoffs that you know the I, I think both you and Kevin suggested like the idea of having to choose your opponent is just a situation you don't necessarily want to be in and so getting the two seed is the ideal situation isn't it for you both you guys I will say it right now I will get in my own head about picking an opponent and I'm just going to pick whatever seed I'm supposed to pick I am not going to try and game it it's just it's you guys are looking way too ahead I'm sorry this is ridiculous talk. I'm one game behind, and I get to play Jerry's Glory Hole and then Brandon. On a heater, though. I am... Uh... <laughs> On a <wind> street. <laughs> that is true. It's Look a buzzsaw. <laughs> that, um, Eric plays Tony, and then he plays, like, Brandon and Kenny. So, like, really, next week <laughs> is the week that you get to really just, like, fuck with the rest of the standings, and then it's kind of whatever. Hashtag spoiler season. Yeah. Those are the just the classic like late season NFL games where you got like the Jags playing like against tonight. like the Texans. Yeah. Commanders Eagles. <laughs> <laughs> um we did learn a little bit. I tried to do some bracketology and um to Tony's credit, he told me it was uh a lost cause. And it kinda is, but there are some interesting things. So first thing we learned. Brandon officially dead for playoffs. Um, I'm pretty convinced that seven wins is the magic number to be in contention for playoffs. Uh, Almost certainly there's going to be like two or three teams. Probably a seven win team is going to miss playoffs. Mm -hmm. So that's spooky. Um, James, Dion, and Harsh, all four and six, all need to win out, need to win all three games to have a chance at playoffs. Notably, Dion and Harsh play this week. So one of them is going to keep the dream alive. Uh, James also plays Harsh in week 13. So if Harsh wins next week, he could end up dream crushing two players, two teams' playoff hopes. Uh, So that's something to watch. And then James plays Sherry R2. He's got like three massive matchups in the next three weeks. That's yeah. incredible. Yeah, Harsh's late season is going to be very fun to watch. Um, and then Jay and Tyler both at five and five with reasonable schedules. I play Tyler week 12. Um, Jay's got James Sharkyle. Or sorry, Sharkyle Tony. They need two of the three realistically to stand a chance. Not unheard of. I think that moving forward, there's going to be a lot of uncertainty. I think there's going to be a big scrum. There might end up being like, I think the dream is week 14. There's like three or four teams at seven and six playing for two playoff spots. I think uh, one of the things you have to look at here though, is that seven might not actually even be enough. As in the sixth, the sixth seed right now has six wins. So you're hoping that one of the um, one of Mike, Tony, Sherry are at least goes one and two. Maybe that's a lock, and that there's teams at seven and six fighting for that playoff spot. But if all those teams go two and one, you got to have eight wins to get in, even to a tiebreaker. Yeah, I think that's where um, digging into who plays who in these next three weeks like starts to get really hairy. 
Yeah, it could be a clean cut, a bunch of teams at eight wins. I want to make a, a shotgun bet that Kyle does not finish with the number one seed. What are the, you're going to give like even odds on that? Yeah, anyone can take me up on it. I mean, I'll take you up on it too. His, his, his like, yeah, the aura has gone. He lost. So you agree with me? Totally, 100% I agree. Yeah. He's going to yeah. lose at least two in a row. Yeah. Probably three in a row. I play him in week 13, so there's one. Not, you're not wrong his team's garbage so like yeah i'm only one game back of him or like i'm i mean in that in that sense and then i still play him so i myself would take that bet that i would do that tony I'm brandon also, i'm also not taking you on it because I, I agree that kyle won't be the number one seed i mean chat well i think it's in the chat please uh anyone in the chat is welcome to take me up on that <laughs> yeah he doesn't have the easiest schedule and like it's just you know a lot of things could happen his team isn't like a clear like okay this is an easy waltz into the playoffs. Like, I don't know. That doesn't seem like a, a good what, bet to take. You know, Eric just said that you might need eight wins to get in. Oh, man. Wouldn't it be great if he missed playoffs with eight wins? What a historic meltdown that would be. I don't know if it's possible. It's not possible. But, no. uh, too bad. It uh, actually, be, it is possible. You know. Yeah. I'm yeah, not sure. He's he, got the third least points for. So I, well, because, like, if he ends with eight wins and Justin and whoever else was five and five win out, there would be more than six teams with eight plus wins i don't know if you look at all the matchups if it could happen but uh, i'm i'm pretty sure the matchups don't yeah i feel that. like we probably play each other like people play each other in there and may not but happen but realistically so who are the teams that are five and five it's uh jay tyler okay jay and tyler so unless only one of them needs to go three and oh to end up with eight wins and have Kyle lose all three games to end with eight wins. Assuming, like, the teams above that at least get, like, two wins each, one win each. I think it could happen. It's mathematically possible. I mean, we'll keep looking. I'm going to keep this sheet updated, and we'll check in. Uh, week 11 should sort some things out. We should be able to toothpick a couple more teams. I think, I also... ideally, seven teams end with eight wins. And uh, the tiebreaker matchup is a seven-way matchup yeah. with the first place getting the first seed and the seventh place getting the last. You, exactly. Oh my god, that 100%. would be amazing. Yeah. All you have to do is come not last and you make playoffs of seven <laughs> teams. The thing is like it's legit not out of the question at all. Absolutely. So you get a seven seven way eight win tie or whatever. That's crazy. I do think we're going to have at least one or at least two teams involved in some sort of tiebreaker for a buy i actually think it'll be more because we get two buys right first and second seed so um there's gonna be there's gonna be a lot on the line in week 14 yeah i mean i think when we started this week 14 thing there was like the obvious worry was like what happens if no one nothing comes of it but like going through the schedule like it seems like it's gonna be the opposite and i'm looking forward to it so we've added this rule where in each round of the playoffs Whoever is the highest seed competing in that round gets to choose their opponent. I think we all went into this assuming that, say, it's the first round, so the three seed is the highest seed competing, that they would have to choose between the fifth or sixth seeds. But I raised the question of why could they not still choose the four seed? And should they be allowed to choose the four seed if they thought that was the best matchup? And then also in the semifinals where the one seed is choosing between the two seed and the other two remaining teams, is the one seed allowed to choose the two seed? I think yes. Yeah, absolutely. Why do you think yes? 
because I think the way that it works is that the number one seed picks who they want to play from any available team. And then the next highest seed picks from the remaining people. And you continue that until everyone's paired. Right. Which matters in the Pronley bracket because there's eight teams to go. So the number one seed in the Pronley bracket could choose the two seed or the three seed or the four seed or any of the other seeds. And then after that, the highest remaining seed picks a matchup. So you might go into the Pronley bracket with the two seed thinking you're going to get to choose to play, you know, Jerry's glory hole or Kenny Welsh's team, whatever his team's called. I don't know. Um, and then you might get scooped by the one seed and you don't get to choose anymore. It's the way so, she goes. That's part of the chaos. I love it. We'll put this to a vote in the WhatsApp group, but yeah, I think it's fun. I think it's very fun to have the one seed pick the two seed. I think it makes sense with the way we discussed it. And like, I, I think the, the argument against it could just be, you know, somebody making the case that you successfully secured the two seed. You're supposed to get that advantage of playing a worse team in the semifinals. Like that's part of, the um, mm-hmm. reward for getting that two seed. And I would argue that reward is you got a bye week, which is like yeah. a free playoff win. Agreed. Um, but, you know, I can I can definitely see the argument. And also, I feel like when you get down to the top four teams, they're all pretty good. And like the first seed, that's pretty ballsy to pick the other team that got a bye. Um, there's, a little, there's a little bit of shame potential there, for sure. Absolutely. I think it's it's also just like risk, like, you know, especially if you're the um, like the eighth team and you pick the nine seed the first round of the Pronley and then you lose, like that's yeah. that's high stakes. Just I, ask and, Kenny. And I think this year more than ever, getting the first seed overall is so important. So you can pick Kyle in the semifinals <laughs> and get two buys. I'd also just like to add the uh, the old adage that you have to beat them anyways if you're going to win. So. Don't cry that hard. Yeah, that's fair. Yeah, I mean, I think it just makes sense. Yeah. (laughs) Evan just telling people to grow up after we just did an in-depth analysis of playoff seeding in fantasy football. (laughs) Excuse me. Kids couldn't do this. (laughs) Spreadsheets. Those are adult things. Or something. Um, any the trade deadline has passed. I don't think anything crazy happened, right? I didn't Justin found his phone apparently. That happened. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, and managed to trade away the wrong quarterback? Question mark. Yeah, interesting. Well, I don't think Eric would have done that deal for anyone other than Tua. Is that correct? Uh, I mean, I probably would have done it for Kyler. Still mm-hmm. an upgrade over Derek Carr from where I was sitting mm-hmm, at the time. Mm-hmm. Um. But uh, yeah, I mean, I was surprised. I think this is one of these, like, I have this problem when I trade where I feel bad offering people like dog shit trades. And so Mm -hmm. I just kind of like, I don't really offer a lot of trades unless I think that it's like, "Mm, kind of reasonable anyway. So I was sitting there, I had had a conversation with Justin like three weeks ago, um, where I had thrown out like Devontae Smith out there, I think. And he had thrown out Tua that was on the block. And I assumed from the conversation we had that he wasn't interested in doing that as a straight across deal of Devonte for Tua. So I was like, okay, I don't really want to add any more, but I'm not going to like push it. And he clearly assumed that I didn't want to do it as a straight across deal. <laughs> and then we sat here until the weekend. And then he threw me an offer that was Tua plus Devin DuVernay. And I hammered the accept button really fast. And 
<laughs> I don't think it's like an unreasonable trade. I'm not saying that I like really got one over on him or something, but it's just one of those like I would have accepted it for Devonte Smith by himself. Mm-hmm. So I'm happy that I got a wide receiver to throw in the lineup. Also, that's kind of funny, actually. Well, you know what Michael Scott always says: uh, if you miss 100 percent of the shots, you don't take. That's true. Yeah, Eric, you gotta you gotta get over it and shamelessly throw out fishing lines. <laughs> I, okay, I, so. <laughs> I also used to feel the way you did and then spent like two hours trying to come up with some reasonable trades for some running backs that bye week I had and like sent some messages out and either got nothing or like complete disrespect back and was like, fuck it. (laughs) The gloves are off. Like, let's send out some disrespect and see who's desperate. I think that like the person uh, outside of this podcast I talk about fantasy football the most with is James. And last year, James was having some troubles midseason with, like, Antonio Gibson and Jonathan Taylor on his team. And he was, like, visibly upset by the people sending him just, like, dog shit trade offers for Antonio Gibson all year. And this has affected me emotionally where I don't want to be that person. Well, you got to uh, pick, pick who you're going to talk to. Like, James is the worst person to try and deal with because he knows what he's talking about and also is, like, a good salesperson. That's what, think trouble. about it, though, like... If you get a dog shit offer, you don't like take it personally or like hold it against the person. So like, I mean, you shouldn't anyway, as like part of the game, you just like <laughs> decline and move on. So there's no reason. I think it's one of those situations where he wasn't taking it personally, but more like he needed to make a deal because he needed a wide receiver badly and was trying his best to make deals and was just get, like other people are just smelling blood in the water. And like... <laughs> hey, that's that's the free market at work. I don't think that has anything to do with like dog shit offers. People just smell desperation. This league can be nasty sometimes. I personally like to just send someone like my kicker for their RB1 when they send me bad offers. Just like send them a little counter offer, just like a real big fuck you. I think the other interesting thing that happened right before the trade deadline was uh, Sherry R flexing his running back depth to us with the trade block. <laughs> yeah. Must be nice having some running back depth. Yeah, Kevin, tell us about it. Yeah. <laughs> Why? <laughs> it's okay. I mean, I hope he doesn't get zero next week. <laughs> what zero snaps or zero points uh he had it was actually kind of funny he had four snaps that i saw he the first two snaps he got in were both of the two targets that mahomes underthrew him both times he was under pressure he was like running away and he threw it away and then they took him out and then they put him in on the goal line when mahomes fumbled that snap on the goal line and just covered it and then they scored on the next play with travis kelsey while he was on the field and he didn't see it again so, anyways, four snaps. Pretty good in a point per snap league. Well, I mean, you seem to be in love with Devin Singletary, and he still has more points on the year than him. So, I like I, all of this going on. Pedestrian is very, very adequate for both. At least one still has a job. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know who you're talking about. <laughs> yeah, yours. yours, not mine. Not Clyde Edwards Alea. Nope. <laughs> yeah. That's all right. We'll see. Made it through so far. Still chugging along. Like I said, it's a, it's a grind. We're out here. Okay. If we're moving on, I would like to talk about, I think we should revisit uh, the cakes that are in the oven and uh, stick some toothpicks <laughs> in a few of them and see and pull them out, see which ones have batter left on yeah. them, which ones are 
Hard as a rock. My God, this metaphor is just... Eric's got the oven light on. He's walking by. He's peeking. He's like, ooh, is that ready? Is that ready? Let's open up and find out. You can't open up oven convection on a few of these because I don't have time. <laughs> it deflates the cake. Okay. Uh, so I'm going to nominate uh, that we can now fork Harsh. I Four and agree. six. Very tough schedule coming up. Basically needs to go 3-0. and Brendan already recounted the schedule, but it's Dion Harsh, greatest rivalry in SSFL history, and then James, and then Sherry R. That seems like too tough a gauntlet to go 3-0. And also, I want to do this because I know that Harsh will bring receipts to the podcast 100% if we're wrong. Yeah, Harsh has already written in the WhatsApp chat that he is hashtag air fried, hashtag baked, hashtag deep fried, hashtag double baked, hashtag seared, hashtag sous vide. So I think Harsh might agree. Okay. Yeah. I didn't actually see that yet before I no. brought this up. So that was fun now. But... but you might be doing like the Kevin, like, woe is me, like... I, I'm just going to like lose and stuff, but if I win, it's okay. But if I lose, it's okay. Cause I was expecting to lose. Um, and so, yeah, I don't know. Worked. <laughs> I agree though. I think, I think he's, he's picked. I think yeah, this is like the most like freezing cold take of all time. This cake is in the freezer ready to be iced at this point. <laughs> Crumb layer on already. Oh yeah. Uh, I'm reluctant to do it because I've been burned in the past, but Brendan's right. This thing's so cold, you may as well ice them. <laughs> <laughs> now, all right, I got a controversial one for you here. I would like to fork, fork uh, slash toothpick Marco Tool. Oh, oh I knew it. I knew it. No, I love it. Okay, hold on. I mean, pathetic showing this week. Let's not let let him escape. <laughs> What did he score? Like 50-something points? 52.94. Jesus. He was, he was flirting with the Zach Sarita all-time record. <laughs> Upcoming <laughs> schedule of Tyler Dion James. Not easy. Not easy. All teams that are desperate for wins. Yep. And essentially, if he goes 0-3, he's out. Even yep. if he goes 1-2, in, in potentially still out. Right. 1-2 and two puts him in that tiebreaker scenario. You don't want to be in there. Mm-hmm. Not when you can put up fifty-two week, uh, fifty-two points in a week. You don't want to. Did he have some really bad bye weeks or something? Uh, no. I mean, just... he had Justin Tucker on a bye. Got Burrow and Joe coming back without Chase. Oh, that's true. Uh, is it without Chase? I've heard rumors he might be back next week. But no, I think this is just the chickens coming home to roost for Mike's team. <laughs> so, um. You know, if, wow. like if there were actually something on the line with being wrong, I would be hesitant to toothpick Mike's team just because he's already at six wins and anything can happen. Um, I guess we are. Are we actually doing shotguns? Well, we're well, yeah, we're doing... well, we got to be a little careful here if we're going to toothpick teams every week. Like that's gonna. We're, we're doing it every week until until we're done. Yeah, we just, until we've. So we're gonna end up owing like left. eight shotguns here. I don't know. We're not going to fork more teams than are mathematically needed for the playoffs. I'm just personally saying that I think I know who the playoff teams are. Wow. And also, we're doing this collectively. So if you don't want to fork Mike, sorry, toothpick Mike, 
then we don't have to. Oh, no, I want to. I do want to. We've already done it for Shar too, right? Yeah. No. That's the thing. Yeah, yeah we, we have. have. I thought we Tyler and James were our official four. And Sherry are. Jar. And Sherry are. We did three toothpicks last week. Well, we can't oh. do Shar and Mark. That's that's a little that's a little too much. Yeah, I guess if we do uh, no, Shar and Mark, we're saying that uh, we're saying that J- Justin and um, Tyler and Dion. Oh no, Justin and Dion are getting in. <laughs> so yeah, maybe it's both. I don't know. No, we still need one more person in that case. We would be locked oh, in on who the six playoff teams. Yeah, you're right. Are you're right? The, the three of you and. Uh, Justin and Dion and Kyle. Yeah, there's a chance. Yeah, Oof, it's, you know, it's, it's even mathematically possible. Is there? <laughs> like if we were, I think let it breathe for a week and then come back for Mike. Yeah, one okay. of one of Shar and Mike has op- to make it. Let's open the oven, take a look, and and put it back. Well, we'll and, stick a stick a thumb through Harsh's cake while we're in there. <laughs> <laughs> I, I like okay. the idea. There I has like to be a better way to say that. Okay. <laughs> All right. So some batter left on the toothpick for 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 Mike. I, I, I think so. I, I like the metaphor. idea. I like I, I like the idea and the concept behind it. But man, I just that's risky. And we just gotta find out later. Like, is this one of those cakes that's got like a little jam in there, so it's not actually batter? It's just a little bit of moisture on there that you mistake as batter, and you end up accidentally overcooking this bad boy, or like. Is it really battering? See, in the in this premise that we've set up for ourselves, there is no punishment for not forking them or toothpicking them early. So we can just wait. That's we true. have the power, right? So mm-hmm. it's kind of our one out. Yeah. Just pride. Yeah, just a little bit of pride. I mean, we've we have toothpicked a number of teams already. I, I feel like we've been pretty generous. <laughs> We just like threw out the Shar one last week and he had five wins. He's like <laughs> one again. Yeah. <laughs> and he won. <laughs> also, like we're to getting know. together in week 14. So chances are we'll be shotgunning at a bar. Fair point. So I will be organizing uh, a ride home for myself from that. <laughs> Do we have buys in the first round of the Prodly? We decided oh. on no. Yeah. That was actually a I vote. I the, do remember that. Yeah, I think Brandon brought it up, and mm-hmm. I, yeah, I think he got maybe unnecessarily um, made fun of for it because we had all been maybe like drinking and we're all riled up. I, I know was, I was so saying those. So you're saying you feel bad about that now? I was maybe <laughs> a little bit mean and called it like super, like a bunch of like really angry terms but i still stand by it i think it's a dumb idea you make the pronly earn it it buys in the pronly come on <laughs> what a charity i still stand by what i said there of like tiebreaker week is almost definitely every year gonna decide those uh seven and eight seeds mm-hmm. and so the tiebreaker week being like how you get out of the pronly also still yeah but now that we pick our opponents there is something a little bit on the line for those mm-hmm. like for that seventh eighth seed so yeah it's it's enough it's enough i mean you're in the pronley bracket okay how much would you like come on i just okay so the other thing in our league like we've all been in playoff situations you get excited for playoffs you're nervous for playoffs 
but you're never more nervous than a for a prongly bracket matchup. Like Absolutely. realistically, choosing your opponent in the prongly bracket is so much higher stakes than choosing your yeah, opponent. Yeah, I, I totally agree. I used to hate it and have now come full circle and absolutely love that everyone goes into the prongly. There's no like, oh, you got eighth place, you're just done. Like, no mercy. I love it. it yeah, no, I, I totally agree. I haven't had, and I'm, I'm not like trying to brag, I'm just being honest. Because the other times I've been in the not made the playoffs, it has been when we've had those buys, just the way whatever the worked out. But I do remember a couple times when I actually had to play in the Pronley, and it's like, I don't, I don't like it at all. <laughs> the other thing about yeah. having Pronley buys is that you realize the buys in the Pronley bracket would go to the two worst teams. So therefore, the two worst teams now only have two chances to avoid um like as no. in like seven and eight would just avoid the bracket altogether but now you have six teams in the prom bracket so you have to have buys in that bracket which right. would then go to 13 and 14 right they automatically lose they automatically yeah. lose in mm. like, it's like a, like a oh loss shit so then like there's a emphasis of not finishing last and second last oh that actually why didn't you point that out at the draft that makes a lot more sense I always fix it for next year. <laughs> <laughs> I actually kind of love that. That's like a, that is like uh that the buys are less important to me than like the incentive not to finish in the bottom two. It's just because mm-hmm. then you get like, you get extra fucked. And I think that's deserved if you're going to finish dead last. But yeah, Eric. But also having everyone involved <laughs> is fun too. So I don't know. You can't win. Yeah. Yeah. Lots of primal shenanigans. We just got to go to 16 teams again. Because yeah. then you're forced to take a couple teams out. You know, mm-hmm. the bracket doesn't work otherwise. Unless you go three-way matchups, and then there's another situation. But how are we feeling about the one, the no divisions thing? Uh, I'm digging it actually. I love it. Still, still I love like it, it too. Yeah. You sorry, right Brendan? Up. Still don't like it. Still don't like it. Oh, okay. Yeah. All the same reasons. What? What were they again? I can't remember. Um. I just like the separation of conferences or <clears throat> again, I do not like this. I think that two seven team conferences is worse. I wish we could have four team divisions, mm. obviously math, whatever. It doesn't work out. I just feel like having everyone in one division eliminates some of the drama of like inter conference, inter division rivalries and fights and that kind of thing. Uh, I just think it's a different race. I think. Totally yeah, crashed. it certainly makes it more interesting doing the like bracketology thing when you have the divisions in there for sure. And I think keeps keeps teams alive for longer that shouldn't be. I wonder if, um, like, in the problem, some of the complaints have been that like we end up with like soft divisions and harder divisions, and like. I wonder if shuffling the divisions around every season would change things. I don't think it makes a difference. It's fantasy football. Yeah. Like, yeah, but just it just a... makes it like more random. Like at least then you're like in a division with different people every year. Yeah, but that's not what you said. You said the issue is that you end up with soft divisions and, and hard divisions and you don't fix that problem by randomizing it. Like the solution that you posed for the problem that you posed doesn't make sense. I mean, I disagree. I think it's the people in the divisions that make them soft or hard. Oh, okay. Well, I, 
you know, obviously think I'm good at fantasy football and I'm 2-8, and eight, so I disagree with the premise. But, you know, <laughs> that's where I stand on this. <laughs> like, yeah, I mean, either way, I think um, for 14 teams, this is the least bad option, but I don't love it. It's really grown on me, and I wonder if that's just because there's so many teams that are all, like, still in it. But it also sort of feels like Gary Bettman's NHL, where everyone feels like they're in it until, like, you know, the last week and a half. And it becomes very apparent, oh, he plays him, he's not, he's getting knocked out, all that fun stuff. But, again, it I do like it. I just wonder it's probably going to be true every year, right? What? What's, what's going to be true? Let Like, that we're going to be looking at nine teams at five and four and four and five at yeah. this point in the year, right? Like, it's I, just it, going to matter who that is. Is that, do you think that's a good thing or a bad thing? Or? No, I, uh, I don't necessarily think it's a bad thing, but I just, I, I do, I think it takes out part of the randomness and the fun of the divisions for, for mm-hmm. it for me. Like again, Anthony, we're in another one where it's completely the opposite, like one division of two, two divisions of six, I think. And mm-hmm. one of the divisions is like, way better than the other one um and that's kind of fun um and i'm in the the hard one um but anyways yep i think it's not gary button's nhl because we don't give teams points for losing and (laughs) that's true and uh you know we're gonna end up with because we have 14 teams we have to play everybody once anyway Mm -hmm. so you're gonna end up with uh a bunch of four and five teams five and four teams at this point every year and so as we've stated seven times now, that this is the best for four teams. Yeah, I mean, I think, I think if you're in a league of twelve, you got to go to divisions of three. You know, that's... Agreed. Agreed. Yeah. I I love the drama of a having the weeks where everyone's playing uh, interdivisional games and Intra. like intradivisional games, and they all um, like things move very quickly, and the like games are all high stakes, high drama. And then I really like also being able to sit down on Sunday morning and be like, okay, well, obviously I'm watching my game, but like, I'm also watching the game that the other people in my divisions are playing like a lot more closely. It's, I think it's just like a more entertaining picture. I think that it does is you can look at the games happening in the other division and get like more enjoyment out of them because they affect you less. I don't know. I kind of like it because now I feel like I'm watching everyone's game because we're all in the same division. So mm-hmm. I don't know. Yeah, no, interesting. I was just curious, just doing a heat check on it. Yeah, for sure. I mean, I think um, it's been an interesting conversation every time it comes up, and like, there's lots of different bits to it. Um, Fourteen teams is just awkward. Got to find two more people. I don't know any people, so yeah. Actually, that's not true. Gotta be Seattle yeah. grads, though. Mm. Well, that severely limits the list. <laughs> yep, they have to be Seattle grads between uh, 2009 and 2013. <laughs> <laughs> hmm, it's not a lot of people. We uh, a lot of we had people. a big we had a grad reunion last year. We could have been doing some recruiting. that's what everyone there wanted to hear about yeah (laughs) Yeah. look you can make mike o'toole get you a beer if he loses (laughs) that would have got some signups too yeah yeah. (laughs) okay hear me out 
hear me out. We um, add back two expansion teams. Lewis Pronick, Craig Friendly. Finley. <laughs> I like the no divisions thing enough to stick it both. <laughs> yeah. We need some new fodder on bad team names. The, uh, does anyone know if either of them are aware that the Pronley is called the Pronley? That's yeah, a think, great question. We've discussed it, and I don't, don't think they do, to be honest. Is it the Which, greatest trophy name out there? It might be. That gives me so much anxiety thinking about, like, is there someone somewhere out there that has named a trophy after me that, hmm. like, other people fear? <laughs> Probably not. You never know. You never know. Possible. I'd never thought about it like that. <laughs> yes, it is the greatest name. For sure. I think because it occurred so naturally, I I wish we could go back and dig into the history of the Pronley and when it was first dubbed the Pronley. Like when when was that word? you know, birthed, so to speak. Yeah, I I think it was from the original rendition of this podcast, to be honest. And uh, I personally think I came up with the name, but Justin has also taken credit from it, and I don't know well enough to know whether or not it was one of the two of us. I think it was one of those, like, you know, someone throws out an idea and someone else throws out an idea, and it becomes magic. Yeah, you guys have, like, a little <laughs> mind meld. You know, sparks were flying. It's like an Oscar speech. <laughs> <laughs> well, you guys set me up so well. So. Well, we I mean, could, could scroll all the way back in the Facebook group, but that is a yeah, lifetime uh, achievement. Academy, painful. <laughs> it does. It does sound like something you guys would come up with on the podcast. That does. A, that story does. You know, pass the smell test. Yeah. Unlike Kyle's team. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> Borderline unnecessary. Green. Borderline. You Shout out to Brandon like... again for uh, having the most points against and then uh, on, on the season and then having 120 put up on him again. 130 mm-hmm. almost. Not his year. Not Brandon's year. Yeah. I mean, we, we called it when we toothpicked <laughs> yeah. him last week. Just a vibe check on Brandon, right? Yeah. <laughs> Very tough. Oh man, we also toothpicked Brandon. We to- oh no, that's because yeah. he was just like he was three. That six. was yeah, yeah. yeah. Sorry, tough. Brandon. Looked tough like one. a porcupine. He got toothpicked so many times. <laughs> yeah, tough one for Brandon. Tough. Uh... No, last year he had a good team, right? He did well. He he's usually near the top. He was, yeah. I think, first in the division. Yeah, on the shitty division side. Yeah. And then that, what an early playoff exit. Jeff Saturday won. That's true. <laughs> all right. Let's call it. We'll see you all in week uh, 11. Some more playoff uh, clarity. Maybe some like end of season power rankings. Oh, I cannot wait to abuse Jerry's glory hole this week. Oh, my goodness. Oh, okay. All right. Good night. Thanks for coming.